FBI. Oh my God. <laughs> what is going on there, Kilroy? <laughs> what you got there? <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. For all you podcast some... listeners, Graham's <laughs> holding up a nice mahogany, I think that's mahogany or oak uh, rolling oak. board with just a <laughs> shit ton of weed on it. <laughs> and is staring at it like a homeless dude stares at a cheeseburger. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. Looks like, that's so fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> you never know that? You never? Oh, I guess it's just me then. Oh, no, I'm pretty sure Jesus isn't a part of that equation either. <laughs> uh, Corey. Uh, see, what do I have? Hold on. All right. Before I, I ask you a question. I have more gin than I do vodka, so I want to make a gin martini, but... While I'm making that, feel free to ask a question. Uh, yeah, I, I was going to ask, while you make uh, your drink, uh, and I'm and I'm going to smoke this bowl, if you would um, maybe uh, do me and the audience a kind, and um, and tell us about your trip to, to Vegas, the reason that we have missed a week. We've missed this week's output. Of drunk thoughts and I high see what opinions. You're, doing. you're trying to blame me for this. I'm not trying to blame you. I'm trying to turn this into a segment. That's fair. That's fair. I'm see doing my know. job, good sir. I smell what you're stepping in. Yes. First of all, when have I ever done you a kindness? Uh, I you ne- like you never have. I was trying to just be the better man. I mean, it's not very hard. No, it's not. I just don't That's do a it pretty very low often. bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Low-hanging fruit right there, sir. Uh, yeah, I went to Vegas recently for the first time in my life. Never been before. It was for work. Um, so my job as a... Oh, my God, I'm spilling olive juice everywhere. Fun! It's all good. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything is under control. We're good. Moving on. So my job is a, um, as a marketing assistant for a company... Uh, we are, we're um, at the trade show, the International Baking Industry Exposition. Let me tell you, Graham, I've never seen so many baked people in my life. <laughs> uh, no, just kidding. Though there was a very substantial cannabis um, presence, you know, baked goods. For good, good. Um, I like to hear it. The, but this was more just kind of, this is for everybody in the baking industry. So everybody from like giant the mixers for dough and ovens and all Fucking this cool dope. crazy shit. It was dope. It was some really cool stuff. And my I have company, to tell my sister about it. As you know, my sister is a is a, a, a dessert chef, and so she. I had forgotten that, but I um, think for the reminder. I'll have to. Tell her I'll, about have to I'll have to ask her and see if she knew about it. She probably would. I wouldn't be shocked to to hear yeah. that she'd uh, she has heard about it. So my company uh, flew me down there to represent, you know, with the sales team, obviously, with much more qualified people than me. Uh, but to help set up a machine that does co-packing, 3D secondary co-packing, so like putting ingredients in the boxes or like little snacks in the cartons and those cartons in the boxes and things like that. So I went down there to help set up the whole thing to just kind of oversee from a marketing standpoint. Hmm. I was wondering what that like, sound yeah. was, and you were like, I, <laughs> and I realized you were just trying to tell the story and shake your drink at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the student's observation, I didn't want to be like... <laughs> Right in front of the speaker, I'm just like, how can I hide this? Or I have a or. friend. Uh, I have a friend who comes over, you know, every once in a while. My friend Stacy, and she's got sensitive hearing, so whenever I make a drink with the shaker, I usually go into the bathroom and close the door and shake it, so it's not super obnoxiously loud for her. Huh. 
So that's just me mm. being a nice guy. See, I can be nice, just not nice to you. Yeah, I get it. I, the, I get it. I have the capacity. Why would anybody want to be nice to me? Why? I don't get it. I don't get why anybody would want to be nice to me. Nobody has been, so whatever. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Aww, he needs a hug. Anyway, uh, Vegas sounds like a good time. Did you uh, do any good day drinking? I did. I did some day drinking. I did some night drinking. I did all around drinking. I mean. Try to find me on a day I'm not drinking. That's gonna mm. that's gonna be the hard thing. Mm. That that's gonna be the fucking endeavor. All right, that's gonna be. I mean, I'm pretty sure we could find the lost grail before we figure that one out. Uh yeah. The, I mean, first of all, it's fucking Vegas, so there's just drinks everywhere, and like there's open containers, and nobody really gives a fuck. Especially right there on the strip. I mean, everybody and their mother is drinking. It's insanity. Yeah. And, like every other restaurant, every other like like. Like, every other establishment uh, was either, like, a subsidiary or a part of this thing called Fat Tuesdays, which, for those who don't know, is Mardi Gras. Like, that's what Mardi Gras translates to. Mm-hmm. And so if these restaurants, or not even restaurants, there's little establishments called Fat Tuesdays, and all they sell are these giant fucking daiquiris of various flavors and you can get them in like random sizes so there's like the small size which is like a super size mcdonald's cup large size which is like a fucking bucket and then you get like these commemorative uh, glasses that are like really they look like bongs but they're fat at both the bottom and the top but they're like a yard long so people are just walking around just like you know giving a yeah. blowjob to these like long yeah. ass tubes of daiquiris yeah you know it I, was, it's just obnoxiously long like they're like get a point. yard of alcohol and i'm like <laughs> get a yard I've of never alcohol thought about, yeah, like, <laughs> i've never thought about that being a unit of measurement yeah. when it comes to my drinking but you know what i i i didn't go for that one i didn't you want to collect the glass you know Corey, that i i am not a religious man in any uh uh any capacity whatsoever in any capacity whatsoever but i fail to think of a better term or exclamation in reaction to what you have just said, then God bless. God bless America. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. N- not always, not always, but yes, in this case, yes. <laughs> yeah, in this little microcosm instance, uh, I think it works. So I got myself a, a large, which is like a bucket, and I mean, it, it, they said it was 12% booze. And, you know, I was like, I fully believe it was that amount of alcohol. But the kicker, they, the thing they don't tell you about is Vegas is so dry hot and you get so dehydrated by just even walking around outside that 12 percent becomes like 42 percent. Yes, <laughs> because it. Yeah, everything else is, is sweating out and the alcohol is staying in. Yeah. You know, like, you know, when you like when you're drinking a bottle, uh, a plastic bottle or like out of a straw and it just like condenses in on itself as yes. you, you know, suck all the air out. Yeah. You suck on this thing of daiquiri, and you feel like you're the one that's shrinking on the inside because it's just like shriveling up all the water and taking your inside. And you walk around you're like, yeah, ah, mm-hmm. I need water. Agua. <laughs> I immediately finished that daiquiri, and it was like I went and bought a Powerade because I was like, Jesus, that twelve percent is kicking my ass right now. Yeah, I'm checking out the casinos, and you're just. I mean, that's I didn't probably do... why they capped it at twelve percent, and they did weren't like handing out like no, 20%. no, 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 sir, sir. You can pay for more shots. Oh, to God. Be in it. Oh, so God. I got the base 12%, but they're like, oh, hey, for God. $3 more, you can put shots of more into it. And I was like, how many? And they said, $3 a shot, go to town. And I'm like, 
I'm good with the 12%, especially because it's already rum, and it's yeah. like, well, I'm not putting tequila, or I'm not mixing the boozes like that. Like, yeah. come on, I'm a holy man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... The only time I've ever been to Vegas, the only time I've ever been to Vegas was when I was 17, just before turning 18, (laughs) just before turning 18. It was like, like a few months. Yeah, it was cruel. It was actual cruelty. I, uh, I, I'm glad that we, I'm glad that we can talk. I'm glad that we're, that I have a a safe space to talk about it right now. Uh, because it was actual. Oh, is that the impression you're getting? If so, no, I, I apologize deeply. I, I went there uh, the summer before my my year of exchange um, in in France. I my parents uh, decided we were going to go on a trip and like visit four national parks. We went to, um, uh, uh, holy shit! I'm fucking forgetting their names. We went to the Grand Canyon. That was the last one. But we went to Zion. Uh, Zion. We went to Zion. Uh, we went to um, uh, the. Why am I thinking the reef? Fuck! <laughs> Why do I always forget these names when we're recording these this podcast? I'm usually so it's good. Called marijuana. I'm you. No, no. Like usually, even when I'm high, I'm usually really good at just like fucking remembering these uh, uh, these names off the top of my head. And then all of a sudden, the microphone turns on, and I just fucking forget these names. Like <laughs> it's like. Beep. Not so sure. You went to four <laughs> state parks. Uh, I think yeah. we can get the gist of the story from that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and so we ended Bottle. up in Vegas. The end of the uh, the end of the story was Vegas. We we ended up there, and it was only supposed to be for like the weekend. You know, my brother was twenty four at this point, twenty or twenty three. Oh, so so uh, uh, it was kind of like my parents were like almost offering him just the opportunity, like, hey come to come on this trip with us and you'll get to go to Vegas for like one time, you know, or whatever. And you just enjoy yourself. And, uh, he'd also just, uh, was about to graduate college. So that was kind of like part of that. Um, so I didn't get to experience Vegas. I saw Cirque du Soleil, I went to some fancy restaurants. I went out in 117 degree weather to a museum in the middle of fucking nowhere in Vegas. I did my time, but I want Vegas, to go baby. back. I did the shitty part of Vegas. I went to a car museum. Who the fuck wants to go to a fucking <laughs> car museum in Las Vegas? You know who? My father. So I'm glad we can talk about this. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Hi, this sir. Is, this is my listening. therapy. This is my therapy. Uh, <laughs> and weed is legal there. You can get weed there, too. So oh, you can yeah. be right at home. Like I said, God bless. Uh, God bless uh, Las yeah. Vegas. Yeah. It was, it was quite the trip. I didn't do anything crazy. Like, I didn't see a Cirque du Soleil show. I have seen Cirque du Soleil, but I was uh, back in D.C. But I didn't see a show. I didn't really do a whole lot. But I got the lay of the land, which I'm kind of happy with. Because, again, I was there for work, so I, you know, I... Didn't get really fucked up, even though, you know, there's a lot of drinking going on. I kind of kept it tame. This was also my first trade show with this company, so I'm like, I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. So I kind of, you know, kept it on the DL, but, um, you know, so I, I, you know, but we did do, like, I just explored a lot. I just kind of like, okay, here's like the hotel. So like, Graham, do you remember which hotel you stayed at by chance? Um, the Bellagio. Bellagio. So I know exactly where that is now. 
you know, in relation to where I was at from like the hotel and the airport and stuff, like I got a good lay of the land. I was at the Venetian, which yeah. is just a few blocks north of the Bellagio on the opposite side of the Vegas Strip. Like I, I remember, right I remember it was the Bellagio because we it was we stayed at the at the one from Ocean's Eleven. We were like, we love that movie. We we're like, fuck it, why not? <laughs> we got, I mean, the fountains weren't a dead giveaway. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wandered through the Bellagio. I had a drink at one of the bars in the uh, lobby. Lovely place, actually. Uh, yeah. Baccarat, the Baccarat bar. My, my co-worker and I, we stopped there, and I had a, a fancy bitch drink. I can't, uh, mojito. We had mojitos. Question. When you went, did you also go to Caesar's Palace? Yep, I wandered through Caesar's so, Palace. So, which did you prefer, Bellagio or Caesar's Palace, aesthetic-wise? Mm, I kind of like Caesar's Palace in the sense that it was just unique, but that being said, and this is this may lead to a whole other diatribe conversation, one of the things I liked and disliked about Vegas was that shit felt more fake than fucking Hollywood. Like, everything there was just so fabricated for the tourists, like... You got this, the mini Statue of Liberty. You got this line at the MGM. You got you got Caesar's Palace and the Venetian that look all like with their uh, Italian architecture and stuff. And it's just clearly like it has. It's not meant to be an homage to like to be respectful. It's hey, this is exotic. Look yeah. at the exoticness of it. Yeah. And it's just clearly pandering. And and that's everything about Vegas. It's all just pandering for the tourists. It's terrible. I mean, you go anywhere. It. You go to Walgreens and like, so where are you in from? Like nobody expects you to be from Vegas. No. You know, and so I just, I didn't like how fake everything felt. That being said, I did think Caesar's Palace was pretty cool because there was some, like, pretty cool-looking statues and uniqueness. Bellagio was just nice. Like, it was just nice. Yeah. Like, it felt nice. Caesar's but Palace But Caesar's Palace had an fake. aesthetic. It was fake. It, just, it had a theme, and it yeah. stuck to that theme versus, I mean, well, I guess nice is a theme, but yeah. Caesar's Palace was like, hey, here's a bunch of statues of Greek mythology and like, here's like the fall of the Neptunes and then the, you know, like, here's this. And then I was like, Oh, this is cool. And then they did also something cool that also the Venetian does that I thought was really just interesting is the ceilings are painted to look like blue sky and clouds. Mm. So it's like, it's trippy. Cause you're like, it's dark outside, but in here it looks like it's the middle of the fucking day. And yeah. it can, and that's what Vegas does is it confuses the shit out of you. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I have a very, um, obviously because it was only like three days and, and (laughs) actually it was four days. We were supposed to be there for three days, but our flight got like weird, like canceled for absolutely no reason. So, um, keep talking, we'll make another drink. So we went, uh, we just, we had already like lost our room, you know, because the Bellagio is very exclusive. And if you are checking out, you're checked out. Um, yeah. so we ended up having to just go find, like, a, uh, a hotel, like, <laughs> somewhere. And after we had been to, like, like, some of the fanciest restaurants in, in all of the Bellagio, because the Bellagio has fucking, like, six or seven of the nicest restaurants in Las Vegas. They're all, like, you know, three Michelin star restaurants they're ridiculous and so after being to like three of those trying all these really nice meals we went to this hotel and we were 
really not having it. We didn't want to be there another day. It had been like McDonald's. This is amazing. No, no. We there was just this like Italian restaurant in the hotel. It was it was not the like worst hotel, but in in like in regards to uh, uh, Las Vegas, it felt like a rundown motel. Relative, yeah, relative relative to Las Vegas, it felt like a rundown motel. You had, to, if I might interject for one second. Yeah. Because I told this story to, like, everybody I was with, and they all thought it was fucking hysterical. Yeah. So, there I am at this Dorsey bar in the Venetian. It's this gorgeous, like, like wooden, li- old-school library, like, very welcoming bar in the middle of the hotel. Very, It was originally quiet, but then the dance music starts, and you're like, yeah, you got to put this, like, fake fires, and it's very warm, it's really nice. I sent you a picture, and your response was perfect. You're like... That is a nice bar. That's a really fucking nice bar. Anywhere in the world, or anywhere like the U.S. that is in Vegas, that'd be like the nicest fucking bar in the city. But in Vegas, that's fucking McDonald's. Yes. And we're like, it's so fucking true. Yes. So, okay, <laughs> that was just so... my immediate thought. Immediately when you when you sent that, or when you sent that photo, I was like, yep, this... This is like that's a McDonald's in Vegas. Like I was partially questioning. I was like, did you go into McDonald's and order a fucking like Manhattan? (laughs) Because I feel like in Vegas that would would be so amazing. McDonald's Manhattan, my life would be complete. (laughs) (laughs) My God. Um, Oh God. I'm sure. I'm sure that happens in one country. I'm sure it happens in a country. Yeah, somewhere in like. Dubai. Maybe in like Ta- maybe in Taiwan. Then. Maybe in Taiwan there are McDonald's served. I don't know. I'm just like throwing him and think Taiwan feels anyway, like the sort of country that would do that. You found um, a really you yeah, found an so Italian we, restaurant. Yeah, sorry. So we um you're the one who fucking cut me off. I'm not I'm not I shouldn't apologize. Um So yeah. we we go to this hotel that just in respect to Las Vegas feels like a fucking, you know, rundown motel. And, yeah, this hotel just, like, it was actually quite nice. It was just a nice hotel. But, weirdly, it had, like, the best meal we had the entire time. It's just this Italian restaurant had a great wine menu. The restaurant was way better than the hotel. I will say that. Like, it wasn't the worst hotel ever. But, like, in any other city, in any, no, no, in any other, like, small town, or middle-sized town, it would be the nicest hotel in town. But in Las Vegas, this was absolutely their, like, rundown motel that had, that had, like, an amazing, amazing Italian restaurant. Did you go to the Olive Garden in Las Vegas? It wasn't an Olive Garden. It wasn't an Olive Garden. It was like this, like, Giuseppe's or something like that. I have no oh, idea. Oh, yeah. The most have, Italian name you could think I have of. No, yeah, it was the first thing that came to mind. I, I, it, was, it was a generic Italian uh, name. I, would have, I, I only would have called you racist if you had said Marco. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Marco Zoglio, our good Italian friend from CFS. <laughs> oh. Hope you're doing well, my friend. You're not listening. No, he's uh, not listening. He doesn't he's, he's he's much he's much higher class. So we need to tag him in the post. Yes. And make sure he listens. Yes. Be like Marco, we talked about you, buddy. See what he does. Uh, 
<laughs> He's just like, please don't. <laughs> yeah, right? Hey, guys, that's, uh, that's great. I'm so glad you thought of me, but uh, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> that's a terrible Marco impression. Please do not do an impression of him. <laughs> <laughs> I have a terrible impressions in general. Yeah. All my impressions are terrible. You should be knowing this by So maybe own. just don't do impressions. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably a good idea. Uh, so good so this, this is a funny restaurant story. Yeah. Um. So we, we made a bunch of reservations at these really nice high-end fancy restaurants for any clients, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then I, my job was to cancel a bunch of them when they weren't needed. Uh, one of them was cut by Wolfgang Puck, who Wolfgang Puck, uh, I guess, is like a world-renowned chef, probably some famous dude who did like, um, you know, had, like was something on the Food Network. I don't know, like Emeril or Gordon Ramsay. Anyway, I've never heard the name before, but apparently he's famous. Yeah. And he has a restaurant right there in Venetian. We had a reservation. I ended up canceling it. But uh, at like 7.38, I'm hanging out with two of my coworkers, including my boss. Really nice guy. Um, and I was like, hey, let's go get some dinner. And he goes, yeah, let's go, to, let's go to that cut since we canceled the reservation. Maybe we can, you know, go grab just a walk-in table or something. And I'm like, well, first of all, I don't think that's how it works. But <laughs> sure, let's go wander over there. And he goes, yeah, we can, you know, get dinner here. And I'm thinking about it. I'm like, wait a minute, no. Eric, we can't get dinner here. And he looks at me and goes, why not? Eric, my per diem is $70 per day. There's no way in hell that's going to pay for more than like a fucking appetizer. Yes. Like these are high end, nice restaurants that were like, that you use in a sales call, not yeah. like I'm a fucking McDonald's. Like this is a nice place. I'm yeah. sure of it. And he goes, no, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. And I knew Eric's been in Vegas, like, you know, a hundred times. He knows, like, he's a really knowledgeable guy. But I'm like, eh, I don't know, buddy. I respectfully disagree. We'll see what happens. And sure enough, we pull up to the restaurant. We'll pull up and walk over there. And it's got the menu, you know, outside the, the doors where you can yeah. like, look at the menu before you walk in. And sure as hell, he looks in and goes, oh, dang. Yeah. He never, oh, damn. He never thought of it that way because he's a privileged asshole. <laughs> Takes one to know one. Yes. Yes. Um, I call myself out. Yeah. Yeah. He, you I know, know he, what I am. I'm not, <laughs> I would say he's privileged, but he definitely, you know, he's, he's, he's you know, he knows, uh, he's, he's earning some big bucks. Like, he, you know, he does a really good job with the marketing department. But it was like, yeah, buddy, you know how much you're paying me. It's not as much as that. So, no. Yeah. We're not going here. Yeah. It was like, I think uh, entrees started at like 55 bucks. Yes. So, I mean, it's not crazy expensive. Like, I probably could have made it work. Yeah. But it was still, like, that doesn't include, like, drinks or, like, appetizer or anything, like, tip. So, I was like, yeah, we're not going here. And then we ended up at a sushi place where we ended up spending 300 bucks. Yes. Whatever. But it was between three people. So, we spent $100 a person, basically, on sushi, which I love sushi. Do you like sushi? I do like sushi, yes. I knew the answer to that. I was just making conversation for the sake of the podcast. <clears throat> Graham and I used to do these big-ass platters of sushi for brainstorming sessions, which I cherish to this day. Like, those were super fun nights where we'd go out and spend, like, 35 bucks Canadian. Yeah. As well as, like, another maybe 10 bucks on a six-pack of beer, and he'd buy a couple of, like, one or two joints. And we'd buy this big-ass fucking platter of, like, 30 pieces of sushi for 35 bucks. Go back to his place, smoke a joint, eat the sushi and drink the beer, and then be like, all right, 
How are we going to fuck this pig in terms of this production? Like, the Bureau. How are we going to fuck this pig? <laughs> Figure out, like, how are we going to do this yeah. and make this, uh, make this shit work? And those were some fun nights. Yeah. Uh, sushi in nights. Vancouver was pretty good, too. Like, you know, even the bad sushi there the, is probably better than, the like, best Midwest sushi, sushi here. The best sushi I've ever had in my life is in Vancouver in a, in a place in uh, Yale Town. <clears throat> downtown vancouver mm. i forget the name of the place but of i know exactly do. where it is and where's that uh it was seven streets Calling you out. it was seven streets down uh from my uh first apartment in vancouver which was on oh, so you don't even know the intersection you just know the count i just know the count i know exactly <laughs> where it is <laughs> like all right so you're gonna want to turn left at the, the, the building that's green <laughs> And then hang a right at the Walgreens, and then yes. if you if you if you if you hit the the Irish bar, you've gone too far. <laughs> like, yes, basically. Talk about arbitrary fucking direction. That was actually quite close. <laughs> God damn it! Well, you know, there's like 17 Irish bars in Vancouver, strangely. Yeah, exactly. Like our especially, favorite bar became an Irish bar for whatever reason. Especially right around Granville, which is where I lived. My in my first apartment yeah. was on Granville, so. Everything around me was a fucking yeah. Irish bar. <laughs> it was like shitty, shitty clothing store, Irish bar, uh, like shoe store, Irish bar, yeah, Domino's, Irish bar, <laughs> pawn shop, Irish bar, and then our favorite bar, Charles Bar, Charles Bar, Charles Bar, Charles Bar, became I, the Gippo. I remember when we first arrived. You remember? At VFS, I remember. I remember when they, we first arrived at VFS and they told us that that Charles Bar was basically uh uh like VFS's like sanctioned bar. It was like it was, they're like this is our bar. And we we're like we just accepted that and we're like okay, this is the bar we go to, I guess. I mean, why argue that? And like <laughs> Yeah, it was like fuck it. It not? was right across the street. It was the most convenient shit of all time. Exactly, you know, I've never had a more convenient beer. Um well... <laughs> I mean... Fair enough. I can't from, I can't argue school, that. From... I'm sure there's another more convenient beer I've had, but I can't necessarily argue with I mean, some time. universities give beer out, but like after 5 p.m. So Yeah, ours is like, <laughs> we hey, we're no one directing at 2 p.m. <laughs> Let's go get a beer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Are you kidding? What o'clock? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, oh, Pacific man. time. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, I'm in, Mountain, or, uh, I'm in middle uh, central time now. Which uh, oh. still doesn't make sense. We're moving on. Yeah. You know, I actually, I, like... I have a, I have a good story to wrap up Vegas. You know, I know that we. Can we... I just mention one last thing before you do that? Okay. So, according to sources, aka my ex uh, landlords, Derek and Gerald, aka you know mostly Derek, Charles Bar used to be a gay bar back in the day. That's great. Just fun fact. It, you know I what? thought that was interesting. You know what? The layout, the layout feels like it would be very, very good for that. It's very open for people to like move from like comp- like table to table and talking to each other. Yeah, which, it just feel quite like a sports bar, which is a very which is what child's bar was. Like as we we know that that community is just very open. Like yeah. Oh, when yeah. when they, when they get together and they're allowed to be in their space, they are very open and just talkative. The entire community, mm-hmm. LGBTQ plus. A, I, I thought that was an interesting fun fact. They're calling themselves now, but they're all they're when you see no, the pride LGBT parades, you see the pride parades, and they just they are so like 
lively and it's great. So I and the layout of that bar, even like now I think last time I saw it at least was very open. Like you can move freely from table to table very easily, and uh, it's just like very open. It's great. I just thought that was a fun fact based on how much time you and I spent there. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, please your story about roping up oh, Vegas. Oh yeah, yeah. This regale us with your story. Uh, so this involves Frank. I mean, Sinatra. not many people wrap up in Vegas, that's for sure. This this story involves Frank Sinatra. Ooh, fly me to the moon, sir. <clears throat> so, uh, so my grandparents uh, lived mm. in uh, Los Los Angeles, uh, California, Orange County very close to they were only a mile away from disney uh land when it opened up my dad was one of the first people at disneyland when he was a kid fun fact and uh i'm gonna sleep better at night knowing that one yeah but it's just a fun little tidbit you know (laughs) fun little tidbit (laughs) you now i want tidbits (laughs) (laughs) oh and and my grandparents loved to go to Vegas. My, this For the was... record, Dunkin' Donuts Timbits do not compare to Timbits. They're little no, donut holes. No, can't don't hold a fucking candle to Timbits. Just no, Timbits are. Oh, your grandparents. Sorry. Yeah, getting off tra- topic. Talking about Canada here. My God. Uh, I'm praising Canada. I know, but like, let's stay on topic. They, my yeah, my grandparents. My grandparents loved going to Vegas. Uh, this was back when Vegas was not as flashy. You know, Vegas used to be more like just kind of run-down casino town. You know, like it had a few fountains, a few lights and stuff. This is back in the 50s, 60s, 70s. The 80s is really when Las Vegas fucking like exploded with like what, with what it's looking like now. It was it was flashy before, but it exploded in the 80s and 90s. Yeah, I was going to say, because, I mean, you had, like, Elvis there in the early 70s, and mm-hmm. he was huge. He was huge. He was huge. But it was... He kind of kicked it off, but it, like, got to the... It started building to what it is now. Like, we went to a museum there in Vegas about the whole history about Vegas, and I was like, oh, God, and I have to remember this shit. Well, I don't. I just do. And so it was like, they, it, Vegas, uh, Elvis's okay. influence, like, kicked off uh, the flashiness in vegas yeah and then and then it started building to what it is now in like the 80s and 90s and just exploded in the early thousands that i believe okay ba- basically okay, like Graham. like oceans 11 oceans 11 oh in a way like 2001 2001 mm. like the that movie see i'm gonna i'm gonna disagree with you a little bit on that just because like so I lied earlier. Technically, I'd been to Vegas before this trip. I was four years old. Okay. That's not as bad as going when you're 17. Because, like, (laughs) you're just a kid. You don't know what's going on. We drove through it on our way to Disneyland. Yeah. See how I tied that together. And I remember, like, I remember my parents Hold on, hold on, hold on. We're getting off track. We always do this. We lose track of the story. Yeah, because you hold like, on. make these like grand assumptions about shit. No, hold <laughs> on. I have to cut sorry, you sorry. Hold on. We'll 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 cut out that bullshit. I'll we'll fix. We'll try. No, I'm not cutting shit. Around. I'm the one editing Fine. this week. I ain't, Fine. So far, I'm not cutting nothing. Fine. 
I, I so. can, I'll finish this story. I'll finish this story. We're getting off topic here. We've been here for please 30 do. minutes already. Because uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, All right. please continue the yeah. story. So, when my grandparents went, Frank Sinatra was there regularly. Like, playing, singing pretty much every night when he was not on tour. And, like 50s and 60s, right? Yeah, 50s and 60s. That's and, uh... They would. They didn't like ever meet him during that time, but they saw him a lot. You know, they went to a lot of his like nights. They would have lots of drinks there, and maybe ten years. You know, Frank Sinatra exploded and was touring all the time. Kind of stopped going to Vegas as much. Wasn't doing like you know every night routines. And then in the 80s, my grandfather uh, and grandmother were older. They had moved away from Los Angeles. They were back in uh, uh, in Vegas. And one night, they're at a casino. They've had a few drinks. They've you know they've been to a, a few shows. And my grandfather goes into the uh, into the restroom, and. Frank Sinatra is there. Now, I'm going to tell you right now. This is not the exciting part of the story. I but I will tell you not. I'm I, I will tell I'll tell you I the exciting part of the story is late comes later. This part this is simple. My grandfather was in the restroom. Is there like a lunch break during this? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I promise you this is good. This is I promise you this is going to be good. So you keep talking about you need a bathroom break. After after they after they're done my grandfather's going to the door. <laughs> he holds the door open to my to, to, for Frank Sinatra and Frank Sinatra says, oh, "I recognize you. Uh 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 you you went to a lot of my shows. Good to see you again." Walks out of the door. That's all that happened. My grandmother my Christ. grandmother recounted this story so many times and you know how all people do they they conflate it they they you know make bigger things out of everything exaggeration that's what it's called huge exaggerations but they grow over time and that literally (laughs) (laughs) that exaggeration means just just English English motherfucker fine 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 You know I'm just from, whatever. You're 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 just getting me out. Two gin martinis in and a vodka tonic. Like I don't want to hear. Then you're behind. I'm three bulls in. So yeah, but this is also forty five percent booze. So or sorry, forty seven point three. So lick my nutsack. So the first iteration lick of it. my grandmother's story was that they came, that they simply came out uh, 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 cordial. Ten years later, the story was that they came out and they were fast friends. And by the time that she uh, uh, was on her deathbed, she was still telling the story. And she had gotten to the point where it was like uh, uh, they were such good friends that they were writing each other letters. And my family, which... I'm sure a lot of people would think is so fucked up <laughs> to do to our dead relatives. 
we laugh about that story so much and we have blown it so out of proportion <laughs> that See, we... you know what's gonna happen <laughs> you know what's gonna fucking happen hold on hold on you haven't heard what we haven't heard you haven't heard what we have done with that story holding so <laughs> it started out that they were very good friends and it turned out it turned into an Did your grandmother all... swing with Frank Sinatra? <laughs> My grandfather? <laughs> Did your grandfather swing with Frank Sinatra? <laughs> <laughs> and, and so the story the story was that they came out like making love in the middle of the the casino and that and that when he was singing I did it my way he was actually singing it. <laughs> I did it and we would sing it my we would sing my grandfather's name I did it Stan's way <laughs> no 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 it's, I did Stan my way <laughs> it's such and we have blown that story so out of proportion and it has just become this ridiculous thing that we always do and it gets Christ. worse and worse and worse and we talk about the letters that they would write each other in secret See, you're gonna feel like an asshole when you like clean out your grandmother's house or some like belongings and you're gonna find a stack of letters from we, Frank we and all... you're like oh shit we already oh shit that. We... and they're all gonna say like my dearest Stan I can't believe we butt fucked that one night. Jokes on I didn't you. Stand my way. Jokes on you. My grandparents all died years ago. So. Oh, I knew that. I said you're going to be going through their belongings and find that shit. My grandparents have died too, so. Sorry. Fair. 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 I did her my way. In the butt. Ugh. How's that weed treating you? It is good. I think I'm gonna have another. You know, we're um, we're you know, 38 minutes in or so, and we we never actually started the show. I don't think not. we need to start the show. We'll just we'll just start it at the beginning. No, no we don't need a little intro dialogue there. I don't know. Fair enough. I'll figure it out. I'm editing this one. Yeah. I'll make I'll I'll make it work. Uh, again, apologize to any devout listener. That may have missed last week's episode because I was in Vegas and uh, was unable to record an episode. So I don't uh, think I. If there is anybody out there who was waiting with bated breaths <laughs> for the last episode, I urge you. I urge you to. Uh, 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 text me at 253. No, no, no. <laughs> if you have any comments, please hit us up on drunkthoughtshighopinions at gmail.com. Don't give out public information, you dumb asshole. <laughs> drunkthoughtshighopinions at gmail.com. My social All security. one word, lowercase, no nothing. Don't give out phone numbers. My social I can't security believe, is... Don't make me the responsible one in this situation when I'm drunk. It's not a good look for me. God damn it. Fuck you. God damn it. You know, but they, that being said... They, they, they do that. I, I, that was actually... That's a, 
uh, thing. College humor, wow. college humor. All their like That's old, crazy. all their old videos. Hey, I'm diving into the world of improv. Sue me. So they always yeah. have these like clips at the end of their videos. You know the the the. Hey, click here to subscribe. If you liked it, like click like you know that fucking yeah. bullshit. They always have to do it. They did it in a clever way. They made a bunch of them, but they were all with different cast members, so they had their own like different ones. Uh, and they would put and, yeah, cast creative. Which, which, and whichever cast member wrote the sketch was typically the one they would put at the end. And that was like the, oh, they wrote the sketch. Um, and uh, 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 and one of the cast members who is like her, her kind of persona in the world, the kind of cinematic universe of their uh, sketches. Humor. Yeah, their college humor world. Um, her character is just fucking insane, like off the rails, fucked up. And so one of hers is like, um, hi, if you liked it, you know, hits, if you hit like on the thing and subscribe over here so you get more videos. And if you want to see more exclusive contact, send your, your, uh, your name, your mother's real maiden name and your social security in a closed envelope to me. And it's just like it's like super weird. <laughs> All right, if there's any shit I'm gonna cut, it's gonna be that diatribe. <laughs> Christ, I'd be like, if anyone wants to see more exclusive content, please subscribe to my OnlyFans. Hey, <laughs> I think that that might have been one that they did. Yeah, I believe it. Hmm. <laughs> um. Vegas film. Just to tie it all back, fun place. I, I don't know if I want to spend a whole lot of time there. I definitely want to spend more time there. Just kind of like I feel like I just kind of scratched the surface on everything, but that meant I didn't deep dive into anything. You're not you're not missing anything. <clears throat> That's all you need in Vegas. You just need to scratch the surface. Don't don't I, don't. I, there's dig... a couple of shows I wouldn't mind seeing. Okay, like okay. the Cirque du Soleil Beatles. Oh. I think would be pretty cool. Okay, okay. Um, uh, Hannah told me about uh, a show called Absinthe that was supposed to be really dope. And, like, sure. not only did she say that, but the bartender we hired at my uh, trade show booth, we had a happy hour at my trade show booth. Great. Uh, he, this dude from Scotland. Yeah. Also named Graham. Wonderful. G R A M E. Graham. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Like he, it. uh, really cool dude. He was like, oh, yeah, if there's any show you need to see, is uh, Absinthe. That's great. Go so, see those shows. Shit like that. Go I want to go see a couple shows. But don't um, dive deeper. This that's still just that's still just tickling the surface. Don't don't do not go to Vegas. There's a couple to breweries. Explore. A couple. Of, there's a whole arts district that I didn't go to go see. I wanted to go see. I went to Fremont Street, which is really cool. Have you ever been to? Did you guys go to Fremont Street when you were there? No. I went when I was 17, and it was 117 degrees out. Yeah, but you're Why like 23. Would... That was like six years ago. Why would I ever be outside in 117 degrees? Well, weather? see, that's that. I'm oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna catch you in a lie. Uh, so Fremont Street is what they consider old Vegas, or at least that's what I was told. And what it is, is so you have the Strip. But then Fremont runs perpendicular, and it's kind of to the north. Okay, uh, yes, I did. I did go there. I but I don't remember. And it's it very got well. an overhang. There's a there's like giant TV yes. LCD jumbotrons that encompass the whole thing. So yeah. you're not even outside. 
technically, I mean, it's kind of enclosed and they're playing Shakira music videos and there's bars left and right, dancing girls and like and street performers and girls with just like thongs and pasties looking for pictures and whipping your ass. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Not going to lie. Yeah. That was, that was, that was really cool. Cause we went like from like nine, eight, maybe yeah, like eight o'clock to one o'clock in the morning. So we spent, you know, about four or five hours there. Sure. And, and those were like the reasonable hours. Cause it just was honestly like, clean fun it didn't like nobody was belligerent nobody was an asshole it was it was like just a shit ton of people all having a good time it was just one big ass party it really reminded me of my old university's uh winter carnivals where you just kind of meander from like place to place and everybody's having a good time there's like four stages playing music so it's good bands there's casinos i lost 20 bucks oh well that's all i lost i i, I gambled in vegas and i lost 20 bucks so uh, I'm destitute now. There you go. Uh, but Fremont, like, uh, if, if anybody's heading up to, to Vegas, uh, Fremont Street is definitely a really cool place to check out and meander in the middle of the night. I uh, just recommend, if you hit it up, we, we stopped at the Golden Nugget. That's where we started, the Golden Nugget. And then right next door, there's a, um, like, a CVS, Walgreens, public, you know, one of those, like, drug stores. But they sell alcohol there. And that's the fucking way to do it. You can go in there and buy a fucking tall boy of like Coors Light or some other cheap beer for like three bucks versus going to one of the bars where you're going to pay three times as much for half the beer. So that's a cool trick. Or I got, um, it was like Jack Daniels and Coke cans for like three or four bucks and just a mixed drink right there. So that's the trick for all the folks. Hit up Fremont Street, but hit up like the Walgreens that's right there. Fun fact. Huh. I'm going to make another drink. Well, then I am going to uh, launch our... I'm going to launch our topic for today. Wait, what, 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 what? We have a a topic for today. I just decided. I just decided. Who gave you executive decisions? Uh, Me, as as co-creator and co-host of the show. Fine. What do you got? I have a topic that I think George Lucas would be very proud of. It's called uh, narrative poetry. Uh, Hold the fucking phone. Hold the fucking phone. Hold the fucking phone. Hold on. I'm coming back. Hold. What the fuck are you talking about? Um. So you've 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 heard uh, George Lucas famously say, "I want I want my stories to feel like poetry. It, it, It rhymes, you know." Like, uh, the stories they're I haven't heard that, but that sounds about right. The you stories know, are going to rhyme. The, uh, the uh, accent. And uh, you got to do. Hold on, you got to do more, more like Kermit the Frog. I, I was, I was, but I was. I trying want to, my stories to rhyme. I, I you know, I think they just deserve to be poetry. He, he doesn't quite sound like Kermit the Frog. He, he's, he's. Yeah, he does. Held back just a little bit. He definitely Him, sounds, Ray he definitely Romano, sounds, and Kermit the Frog are totally indistinguishable. He definitely sounds like he could be Kermit the Frog, but he's um he's oh, it's much more just like up here in the in the nasal. It's not it's not Kermit the Frog. Sending the impression you had. I am Kermit the Frog. Yeah, he's like I am like I'm Kermit the Frog. Like that's a different yeah, like different characters. But no, like George Lucas is obsessed with narrative poetry, and I and I've got something that I think Marvel is doing. 
quite well. I don't even know if they're they're intentionally doing it, but they've done something very interesting. You have ten minutes left in the episode. You really want to dive into this rabbit hole? Uh, yes, because I think I can do it in ten minutes. If you do not speak, I think I can get through this in less than ten minutes. <laughs> Joke's on you, fucker. So, in Moon Knight, uh, the whole, uh-huh. like, undertones of that show was, like, the, the concept of two men, two consciousness fighting over one body. And I think that they've uh, poetically uh, uh, reverse-rhymed with... <laughs> this she new Hulk? show, She-Hulk, yes, because it right. is it is one one person in ostensibly two different bodies. It is one body that becomes the another, but it is two bodies. They have poetically reversed themselves. I think that they have done a very interesting thing here about what it means to be human what it means to uh uh exist on this plane of existence what is it what why are we here and like if two people can exist in one body what the fuck does that mean (laughs) i think that they have accidentally i don't think that they planned this i think that they accidentally shower than a fucking kiddie pool of a show it is. There is no it's dip stupid. Deep that. It's an absolutely ridiculously stupid show, and I love it. I love it because it is stupid. I want Marvel to be this stupid uh, all the time. I had such high hopes for you to be a better critic than this. I look, look. I don't want Marvel to be good because when Marvel is good, it bores me. When Marvel is bad, it excites me. I laugh at the at the ridiculousness, and I and I enjoy oh. it far more. Christ. Just like comic books. Graham, you are the reason why I drink. Good, good. Drink more. I'll smoke more once I'm done with this segment. So, so you didn't enjoy anything in the first phase of like no, Avengers? No, I loved it. I loved everything in the first phase, but they've moved on. This is a different kind of it world. It is. Like you're made, you just made a blanket statement. World they're living in. If they continued to live in that world, the world that like was there, that would that tone would work. They have turned. Okay, this so you're into talking about a, phase four. Phase four. They have become. It is a. It's a ridiculous world. A parody of itself. So it has to be ridiculous. That's what and the that's comics what are. This. They do I'm not... just trying to hone in on what you want, you what you enjoy here. You just said, "Oh, when Marvel's bad, that's when I enjoy it, and when it's good, I don't enjoy it." But Marvel was good for a no, long time I... before it became okay, questionably you're, bad. You're not understanding me. Here, hold on, hold on. You're uh, not expressing yourself very. Hold on, no, no, no. Monosyllabically no, no, no. there. Marvel has already. Right, raise your head. Marvel has always been bad. Out. Marvel has always been bad. No! The first... The no! F- no, no, no. But in a good way. But in a good way. No! You're not... Iron Man you're was fantastic! Helping. You're not helping. Shit! Just the first Blade out. movie was awesome! Get fucked! That's a different thing. Doesn't matter. No! Out of context. No! Shut up! No! You're not helping here. You're not helping by just saying no. Can I explain? Can I explain my point? You don't have a point! I make you have an opinion that has no ground. I have an opinion. A point means you have a fact. That's the point of this show. 
Alright, fair enough. Fair enough. Alright, right, right, I'll give you that. That's the you have a high opinion. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, hold on. In the moment. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, Graham has a high minded minute. Like, he has 60 seconds to prove it. Good and Lord, hold on, sir. 54, 55, 56, uh, 57. One minute uh, and go! I don't know what to do with you, man. I don't. I just don't know what to do with you. You just wasted five seconds. I am. You not, got a high minded minute. I'm giving you here. You know what? As, Uninterrupted. I am not. I am not falling to your standard, sir. That's not what. How? That's not how I play this game. That's not how I play this game. And you're 20 seconds into your high minute minute. I don't care. You want to express what something here say. or what? I don't care what you say. Even after this 60 seconds is over, I'll keep going. I'll do what I want. I've known you for three years, bud. Trust what me. Are you, what do you think? I know. What do know. you think is going to stop me from just continuing with my story? You asshole. Because you just scream over me. How dare you. If only right. I had the control. For the record, stop the accent. If only I had the control. You have no control. I would If I had the Oh, but if I did. Oh, but if I did. Christ, I'm too sober for this. Oh, but if I did, Corey, I would use it because you have thrown me off my... You've thrown me off All my right. game. Ladies and gentlemen, I have forgotten Graham has a high-minded thought. It doesn't work I for have... alliteration, but we're going to go with it. Graham has some hot takes on a high opinion. Hot opinions. Let's call it that about why Marvel has always been bad since 2008. There we go. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, Graham Stavnevsky has the floor. In the entire first phase, every single one of those movies was ridiculous. In a great way. In a wonderful way. Iron Man is... Pl like, let's talk about Tony Stark for a moment. First, that movie is ent almost entirely improvised. It's like, what, 80% improvised? And so... Like, Tony Stark as a character is just ridiculous. The concept of him making his armor with no supplies in the middle of the desert is ridiculous. The fact that he goes home and immediately fights his father's best friend is ridiculous. It's all ridiculous. Go back to, uh, let's look at, at Thor and uh, Captain America. This is a god landing in the middle of, of, of the desert and like... Nevada. Yeah, sure. And throwing his coffee or mug Mexico. in the ground because he likes <clears throat> it and yelling for another. And, and Oh, I'm about and, there, my friend. And screaming to people that he is Thor, Odin's son, and you know, that he is the god of thunder. It's a ridiculous thing. And Cap Captain America... They, they they that was a little too s serious. I I li still liked it because it was doing what Captain America did in the comics, overly serious. But it still was kind of ridiculous, you know. Let's be be honest. And then the Avengers, love it. For the I record, it, for the record, ridiculous. I'm fighting my tongue through all of this. It was ridiculous. I have comments, but I'm holding back to give you a platform to speak. Every scene in Avengers was goofy, ridiculous, off the wall, and wonderful. It was not a serious movie. It had serious moments, just like comics. 
just like comics. They always have serious moments, but they also but they're mostly ridiculous, silly moments. These kinds of comics, the comics that they are based off of, that's what I'm saying. Like, Spider-Man is almost always silly and ridiculous, but he has his moments of heart. That's what I'm saying. So the movies in this in this franchise that have not worked for me are the ones that are just so overly serious. The ones that take themselves too seriously. The ones that fit an occasional message in there. That Those are the best ones. The ones that are like, oh shit, hey, that was actually kind of a good message, but I just enjoyed the fucking journey. That's what phase one did. That's what phase one did. Phase two failed. Phase three was... Whoa, 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 whoa. We're gonna... We're gonna skip over phase two, like Guardians of the Galaxy? I don't consider that to be part of phase two. I well, think what, what the they, fuck? They retconned the Guardians of the Galaxy into that. Like they, they just wanted to fit that in. They were like this. They, they were like, yeah, let's just. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold the fuck I, up. Fuck you. I'm sorry. It's no, you're fine. It's the exception. You get an opinion. I grant you a high opinion, but it is Guardians Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy one and two are considered phase two. One and two are phase two, or two is phase three? No, they both take place in phase two. And then there's a four-year gap between Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and Infinity War. There's a, there's a four-year gap that we haven't... We don't know what happened in there. Okay, I don't... Uh, according course, to the timeline. Guardians but the, the point Galaxy... being, my point being, my point being, just because you don't consider it to be phase two doesn't mean it's not phase two fine you have to accept it for what it is fine you have to it's accept phase two. the marvel universe I as like it is movies. if you're going to comment on it the way you are and uninterrupted it mind you because i've been i've been good i've been have good. you I've... have you relatively you speaking. have not i'm gonna tell you I, now you i think not. i have you have not. i'm about to make another drink and uh I, I think i've only interrupted you when you really need to be interrupted uh, you know trust me there's been many opportunities smoke that bowl you can't just say, oh, I don't consider it to be phase two. No, you sound like a stupid-ass fucking Twitter fanboy. Oh, hashtag not my guardians bullshit. No, just because you don't think it belongs there doesn't mean it isn't. Guardians are in phase two, and I know you love that film because I have film. Yes. I have evidence. I know. I do love those movies. So. I don't like don't. Name every other Phase 2 movie. Let's see. Iron Man 3? No. Yeah. Bad. No, I was sorry. You said I, to, no, I'm saying... You told me to name the movie. I, I, sorry, I, was, I said no, don't, as in I don't like it. Sorry. Sorry. Should have should have stipulated. Should have, fair should've. enough. Fair, fair, fair. Yeah, Iron Man 3. Uh, Thor The Dark World. No. Avengers Age of Ultron. No. <laughs> Captain America Winter Soldier. Oh god. Um amazing fucking movie. Get I get have mixed bent. I have mixed emotions on that film. We're we'll, we're going to have to talk about that another time. I I I I have I don't know. Ant-Man. I like that movie. 
but that, that movie was good. But that movie was like completely. Se- that's the thing is that fe- that movie was so separated from like. Yeah, I'm not I, again. It was just goofy. And you you was... you were on a good tangent. Yes, sorry. Okay. You had a good you strong opinion good of a tangent. You made a good point. The fuck is that noise? I don't know. Uh oh. What is happening here? No, it's good now. That's weird. Keep that. That's weird. We'll keep going with it. But hey, you had a strong tangent yeah. of you know and the you first were right. phase. You were right. I overstepped. But, but like, my point still stands. The most ridiculous movies are the best ones. The ones in this in this franchise, the ones that take themselves the least seriously, are the best ones. Thor okay. Ragnarok. Thor well, Ragnarok. that was the next phase. That's the phase three. We're, I, we're jumping ahead. Hold on, hold on. We're still in phase two. And I'm going to agree with you. I'm, I'm going to interject with you, but I'm going to agree two. with you. Because the Guardians and Ant-Man were definitely two movies that did not take themselves too seriously. James Gunn did a fantastic job yes. balancing ridiculousness with heart, with humor, with an amazing soundtrack, with com- uh, with comics. Making us care about characters. We're, we're, they weren't even the fucking original Guardians. Yes. Like, if you go back and reread the original Guardians, Yondu is the only person who was a mentor. Yes, and he doesn't become part of the member in the uh, the films until uh, volume he two. So he doesn't become an Avenger until, or he doesn't become a, a Guardian of the Galaxy until he dies. Until he's fucking Mary Poppins. Yeah, and I, I apologize. I was wrong. Volume two was in phase three, so that was on me. I'm sorry. Ant Man. I'm sorry. You you can't take any movie with Paul Rudd that seriously. <laughs> he's fucking hysterical. So. Yeah. You know I love uh, Paul Rudd. Also, oh, I actually wanted to bring this up. I, I wanted to bring this up uh, just really quick because people have been making a really big deal about Moon Knight being the first uh, Jewish superhero in uh, the MCU. People have been making a really big deal about that on Twitter and like, oh, yeah, celebrate. But, I've seen that, yeah. But, but I'm over here wondering, like, hey, we've had Paul Rudd since 2015, and he is... He is not hiding his Jewishness. He has never hid his Jewishness. He, um, if I would say he, he, his face could be the flag. He, he once he has been he has been quoted uh, saying um, he's not a practicing Jew. He perfected it. That's <laughs> other Paul Rudd. So I think I think that we should appreciate that we've had a Jewish superhero. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm barking up the wrong tree, but I mean I, I, I maybe Paul Rudd will hear this and be like I don't hey, think you're barking up the wrong tree. I just think you're making an argument that I, I I'm not Jewish and I'm pretty sure you're not Jewish. No, but everybody thinks I am, so yeah, well, with that nose, who can blame them? Um, so I just think you're making an argument that neither of us can really stand for. But Marvel has done a great job with diversity, and power to them. Like they've been a really good, they've done a really good job branching out and emphasizing some of the diversity. Whether it's, in, I mean, it's fully intentional, I'm sure. But at the same time, who gives a fuck? Yeah. Who, 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 you know? Like, I, 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 you know, 
just to jump oh. ahead a little bit into the new phase. Miss an Marvel. I have an answer you know. to who give who gives a fuck actually, and why they're diversifying, because like Disney that. actually just answered this. So, Disney recently said that they have begun diversifying because uh, they are standing up to China's market. They do not want to uh, uh, have to conform to what the Chinese market is uh, demanding of them. So they have begun diversifying so that they can reach broader audiences in different countries. They're basically trying to expand yeah. uh, theater audiences in all countries that are not China. And obviously people took this in different ways. People did not like this because this, was, this is just a marketing tactic. This is just this is just them trying to make money, but people are not happy. Uh, a lot of people are not happy about it. I think that this is good and good and bad, just like everything. Uh, but I agree. I mean, I think that uh, I think that they need to be diversifying. Uh, the their motives just for money. I think I think that that's the problem that people are having is like they're only doing it for mm. that because they could have been doing it all this time shocker people yeah every company let's let's have a hot take here uh, a, a drunk thought or what do we call it a drunken tirade drunken thought tirade i don't know what you want to call it what did we settle on high mind a minute just rolls off the He's gone, folks. He's... He's left me all alone. All alone to cry. Cry alone here in my nightmare. Why are we here in this lonesome universe? Why do we sit here day after day doing nothing? Why, dear listeners... When I'm left alone, I tend to think about these things. I don't know why. But when Cory's not around, I get a little ponderous. I smoke a little weed. I have a little fun. Welcome to High Opinions. I'm your host, Graham Stepniewski. And uh, today, I don't know what I'm smoking, but it's weed. Today's topic, whatever the fuck I fucking think of. <laughs> oh shit, so that actually cut out for like a while. Yes, you did. <laughs> Hot damn. Oh yeah, I I just... Rec- you vampired me, though. I can see it. But really? <laughs> You're like... Corey's cut out, so I'm gonna smoke a little weed. Oh my god, you were perfect! It was perfect! <laughs> I fell into the perfect beginning to just you tie it I, I still look for another way watching that and cutting it together. That was fantastic, because yeah, my. Um, if, if you couldn't tell my, uh, from the, the, the quality of whatever, if you're watching this, I mean, most people are gonna be listening, but if you can't tell by the way you're watching my webcam just like skits out and riverside the the platform we use to record this shit 
took like a good minute to tell me it wasn't recording anymore. So I'm sitting there and you're just like, I'm going to smoke more weed. I'm like, that's great, dude. Smoke more weed. And clearly you couldn't hear me. So here we are. Wait, you didn't hear the whole monologue I gave? Um, I gave like no. a whole fucking monologue. I heard a long die chop until you like hit the bomb. <laughs> I, <laughs> I just like I was like sitting here and I was like, well, well, we'll just come back and I'll do some th- th- something weird that Corey will hear when he's in the edit. Like, oh, what did you do 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 when I? I, I very much well so good because <laughs> it was like, oh, I like how they. Riverside may no longer be recording. Refresh the page. <laughs> I'm like, oh okay, that's what's happening. I really refreshing the page really and praying got, to see what we get. Really hope it got all that because I it was so dumb and perfect for this show. And it, I yeah, did well. I did the I feel like I did the perfect build up to just high opinions. The show <laughs> like welcome to high opinions. I'm gonna be. Spoiled. I heard that. I heard the high opinions part. <laughs> It's like right out, right before it cut off. <laughs> I was anyway. so proud of it. I, I was so proud of it. I was like, <laughs> you did yes. a good job amping. I'll give you credit. Give credit where credit's due. It, uh, you, you did a good job amping because I was like, he's hearing me, right? And then I was like, no, no, oh he can't hear god. me. This is awkward. Oh my god. Moving on. <sighs> what were we talking about? <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, Christ. Well. Uh, Avengers, Marvel, something along those lines. <laughs> oh, 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 we're talking, uh... A lot of things Marvel-related, but, uh, I'm gonna say... The four, Phase 4 is not quite doing it for me on the TV front as much as I am a Marvel fan like I so you you like when Marvel is stupid and like basic because it means they're breaking from the mold and more comic booking no it means that it means that they're not trying to be high art anymore and and they're not trying to make us work our brains it's just stupid entertainment and then I can can focus on real fucking shit real art you know, that's a fair point. I'm not going to disagree with that. They were, I they will were say... trying for a long time to come off as, like, we're artistic. Especially in, in like, Phase 2 with, like, Captain America, Winter Soldier, and... and, and, and Winter Soldier is, Iron like, Man probably 3. the best and, and movie. And Phase 3, that was, like, oh my god, Phase 3. I, lo- I like Infinity War and Endgame, but those were, like, we're trying to be super fucking artistic. They took themselves too, a little too seriously in those movies. Uh, and I'm, I loved them. But they took themselves just a little too seriously, I think. And I think it would have been better if they if they were, like... Okay. They could, they could have been a little more... Okay, Graham. Graham, okay. I don't okay, know. Okay, Graham. Graham, okay. That's just one man's opinion. See, that is one high man's opinion. One man's high opinion. See, I... And, you know, it's, and, and I think it's great that we have this podcast, because uh, I am almost of the complete opposite where I like the idea of keeping it serious and down to earth. And I, I dislike a lot of the shit that the, their current MCU is doing because it's so out there. And now granted, I will 
I will throw a little um, a little leeway when it comes to some of the supernatural, like the Guardians of the Galaxy, exploring space, you know, being, you know, and, and shit like that, or a talking fucking raccoon. Like, I grant you leeway. But the reason I liked a lot of the first phase, first phase movies is they felt down to earth. They, they grounded the characters in a sense of realism, of a identity, you know, a lot of them came down to, I mean, you could almost consider the first phase to be identity crises. Every single character in the first phase went through an identity crisis, which I, I challenge you to find someone in the world who hasn't gone through a similar moment of trying to figure out who the fuck they are in this world and couldn't relate to that. A man who realizes his legacy is built upon weapons and decides, I don't want to build weapons anymore. How do you deal with that? A man who was granted power because from the day he was born and is stolen from him. How do you deal with that? A man who was granted that power but only because he was a weak man before. How do you deal with that? And I thought there was some real beauty in those dynamics in the first phase. And then, yeah, it became more and more ridiculous. I, 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 you're, you're not wrong on that high opinion, but it's just like I, I, you know, and it's the same reason I like Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League because oh, each character feels grounded beyond being a superhero. Like everybody puts a superhero on a mantle and puts them up on a pedestal above the fucking world, but like. They still have to be human, right? More or less. Like even Superman, well, he grew up in Kansas. Like they're still part of the world. Like, give you know, you can't, you can't, you can't make them fallible, uh, infallible. You can't make them perfect. Give them problems. Give them shit, and make them more realistic. Don't make them goofy. But there's there's different ways to ground these heroes, and what they're doing with a lot of the stuff in Phase Four, like uh, She Hulk where she's an attorney at law dealing with, like, a, another woman who's, you know, basically still her personality, which, uh, Jamila Jamil, you and I both are big fans. Yes. Big fans of her from uh, The Good Place, right? Yes. Yeah. I thought she was funny. <laughs> I can't fucking stand her, and I think I, that's the point. I, yeah, I, I loved that I couldn't stand her. I was like, oh, she's... I, 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 I am, uh, her English act or her American accent is hysterical. It's hysterical. I was like, like she's I, the most basic bitch. Yeah, I, I hate. I've only her, seen up the uh, that was the point. Four. That was yeah. the point. You're supposed to fucking hate her. She's the villain. She's the yes. worst. The but worst. Even the worst. The worst. I don't know. It, the worst in I don't the world. Know if that's like soundbited and owned by NBC, but we'll see. Do it up. See what happens. Do it again. <laughs> the worst. The worst in the world. By John Raphael. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's copyrighted for one, but two. <laughs> you never know. Like, <laughs> we'll find out. You, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> they just, they maybe decide. But even like, you know, this I, week, like, this I, I'm really enjoying people. Tatiana Maslany. Is, is uh, yeah, Jennifer Walters. I really like her. But, like, when she turns into the quote-unquote She-Hulk, uh, the 
over-sexualization of that character is kind of bugging me. Because it just seems... Yeah. Well, like, for instance, Tatiana has very curly hair. I think that's hair. kind of the point. They're trying to comment on that. It's like the... Im- I guess like they how, are, but it's... How she's, she's hyper-sexualized in her Hulk form be- uh, uh, by, like, certain types of men. And then she's, like, ignored. Ignored as just this, this small woman in a suit. It just like, seems weird, I, I and it, but it goes back the to, and, yeah, I, I agree with that is probably the point, but this goes back to my initial grievance of, uh, like, why, why does, why does Jenna, uh, Jessica Walters get all the good side of being Hulk versus Bruce Banner? Like, Bruce, Bruce didn't look fucking sexy when That's he That's the point of the Hulk. show. That's the point of the whole show is that she's see, asking herself that. it breaks continuity. It breaks. It breaks all of that, and that's the problem. Like it, it doesn't make sense it's from a continuity standpoint. Just because she's a cousin of Bruce, why does she get all the benefits of being Hulk and Bruce doesn't? I, I don't agree with that. I could be wrong. I, you know, I'm not disagreeing with that. It's the point. But maybe, the time, maybe just, because it feels it feels like Bruce got short stick. I think it's because he refined his uh, blood when he became Smart Hulk. And maybe, and so when it went into <sighs> her, even though it's not like steady with him, I think that when it <laughs> seeped into her, it just had that mutation of of smart. Or intelligent. Yeah. So I that's think that's a that's a theory. I think that I, and honestly, I don't need them to answer it. I really don't. That's so no that's so no. Stupid. It's not an answer. I need an or a question. I need an answer to. I just I feel if they answer it in like ten years, great. Not even that. <laughs> it's not a thing I need an answer to. It just it feels. You use this word a lot for a lot of things. So maybe it's the word I can use that you will understand. It feels like it's a lot of schlock. Sure. It feels schlocky to yes. me. It feels cheap and basic. It's and good just schlock. Like, for yeah, for me, bad. it's for me, it's good schlock. That's what I, I'm, I wanted. I'm still watching it. That's what I I'm wanted. still gonna watch it, but it's one of those like I haven't seen today's episode, but I'll probably go watch it after this. Yeah, I've been watching watch recent, and I'm not, I'm probably gonna watch it too after this episode. But to me, it's it's one of those like, like I could see myself re. You know, I guess it comes down to a rewatchability. Like, am I watching this because I enjoy it, or am I watching because of the story? And She-Hulk feels I'm watching because of the story. Yeah. Versus like Moon Knight or Spider-Man No Way Home. Shit, I'm even considering watching the the OG 2008 Incredible Hulk. Because of the show, like I'll watch that again. I've never seen that movie a dozen times with, you know, Edward Norton before even Mark Ruffalo took the role. Yeah. But it's you know, She Hulk is one of those shows I'm like, okay, I'll watch it because I like the MCU, but I'm good. Like I'm, I don't see myself watching it again. So that's 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 the thing. I don't think that Disney is not trying to make shows for everybody right now i think that well, you can't you can't do that they're just they're making shows for specific audiences because they have so much money and they know that they can keep 
putting these out and people will watch them. They know that people will watch them for the story. Hello. They know people will watch them for the story and hope they're hoping that people will realize like what I am right just just now realizing that we maybe some of us just need to watch the ones for the story and then the ones we don't enjoy well we'll move on and then the ones that we do love we can like those because those are the ones for us those were the ones that were made for us they're going more for the uh quality over quantity exactly we can we can method we can watch those movies i don't think that we need to bitch about them you know i don't think that every i don't think that every single show in the mcu needs to get bitched about just because somebody didn't like it because you know what somebody else did like it well i'm not i mean yes if you if you are given from a specific standpoint if you could if you wanted to be like okay let's break down loki you want to break yeah. down moon knight you want to break down wandavision you want to break down love all and these thunder. things yeah i loved love and thunder we'll talk about that in oh. another episode yeah, that's gonna be next episode because I have opinions on that. Fucking love I have it. It was so dumb. It was so dumb, and I wanted more. I want a oh, five-hour cut. So fucking dumb, and it was I like, want a five-hour cut. <laughs> Taika, I couldn't stop no, laughing. No, when to stop? It was so bad. And Taika didn't. It uh, was so fucking bad. So like that bad, movie ranks I... right now on on Rotten Potato, um, Rotten Tomatoes, worse than Dark World. You realize that, right? <laughs> it is the worst rated Star Wars movie. And it started so good, uh, but it just... Taika didn't know when to hey, stop. Sometimes people are just wrong, and this time they're wrong. They didn't get it. It was just... Yeah, it's it called Graham Stavnevsky. It was supposed to be dumb. And it was, yeah, you're and fucking dumb. But uh, anyway. Marvel, that's a... You know, I, but I agree with you on a standpoint. Marvel has gotten to the point where it's more quality than quantity. They started with, like, what, five, six movies, if you count Iron Man 1 and 2, so to, to join the one, Avengers. Phase 1 was how, what were you asking? Phase, phase 1, Iron Man 1 and 2, uh, Captain America, Technically Thor, Hulk. Iron, uh, Incredible Hulk, and then he had Avengers. So it was the sixth movie in the um, MCU. Jesus Christ. But Iron Man wanted to. You could like you could you could condense that down. They grow Point up being, so young. Shit, dude. How old were you in 2012? Um, I was 14. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. No, I was talking about how like I, like I'm talking about the MCU as if it was fuck. You're not getting my metaphor. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> my metaphor is lost on you, motherfucker. <laughs> I remember seeing. Iron Man, and then the next night, my buddy and I, or not maybe the next night, but my, I remember seeing Iron Man, and then I went to go see The Dark Knight. And I remember seeing Iron Man, and we saw the post credit scene, we're like, oh shit, there's something else going on here. And then in 2012, they had The Avengers, and he saw Thanos, and was like, it's fucking Thanos! He wants death! Yes. Like, they, like, fucking Kevin Feige skeeted shit so perfectly. Yes. But at this point, it was you know. So back then, it was quality over quantity. You had five to six movies, depending on how you view things. Because again, John Favreau did Iron Man one or two, so like you could even consider that one movie in the essence of quality. Mm-hmm. If you compared it, like from a storytelling standpoint, yes. But just look how fucking beautiful that that 
became in Avengers, mm-hmm. like how well that was so put together. And and then there was a couple of missed fires in Phase Two, but even I, I enjoy Age of Ultron. Yes, it's not horrible. It's okay. Just it's okay. It's I can enjoy okay. it. I don't like it. I don't enjoy the like shittiness of it, but I'll watch it. Like I I often because I'm a rewatch fucking whore, I'll rewatch the entire fucking series, even the Whores. ones I don't like. Um, yeah, and it's okay. I personally like it, but that's but... the thing is that none of them are bad. They're all okay. The the only but ones even that are but, bad but, are okay. but but that's my like you know so okay one and two Avengers were solid solid movies. Phase three they really picked up the pace and we had an amazing end of phase three with Infinity War and Endgame. Sure. And then Marvel was like, all right, here comes the quantity over quality. Yeah. There are more, there is more screen time to phase four than the entire first three phases of Marvel. Did you know that? Yes, I did know that. That is a shit ton of screen time. Mm -hmm. Also. And yet, I don't, I don't even know where the fuck phase four is going they have no inclination comic books started out really simple you know a few issues they did but and then they blew up they eventually figured it shit out and i would can i would argue that is where avengers one and two could have been or even three like they they're not starting out anymore they they've established themselves Marvel has established themselves as a IP that most people will fucking get, you know, get behind. And they're like, all right, we get that. So we're going to introduce a bunch of random ass heroes with no really clear idea where we're going. Like you, I don't know. Phase four feels like a scattershot. And it's not a bad thing. It just feels different. And I'm curious to know where it's leading to just like phase one i remember phase one i remember i remember seeing these random ass movies as like they were random ass movies and then at the end of uh captain america there was a preview for avengers that was that was the post credit scene in avenger uh uh captain america the first avenger yeah. that was the 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 ultimate post credit scene is a a preview of avengers and you're like oh shit that's what's happening Corey, They're bringing them all together. I have a theory for you. I'm welcome to a theory, but I just... Hold on. Oh, no, no, I'm... I, I'm, I in, think I'm, I've, in, I I'm think out of my junk spot. I think I've cracked it. I think I've cracked right. it. You have that much time. All right. So, as long as uh, storytelling has been around... Well, basically, for the last 600 years, I mean, storytelling has been around for a lot longer, but as far as, like, writing has been around, they've had the printing press... Oh, wow. all right, okay, I am I am all over the place with my history. I'm fucking high. No, right, we've had the burn. we've had the printing press for fucking six hundred years, and so by the time we actually had the uh, 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 comic books coming out, you couldn't um, have just made it. Simple. Shut up! I no, I couldn't. By the time comic books were coming out, like it was easy to just churn them out. Like we already had serialized um, uh, uh, stories coming out. Dickens wrote in serialized format, so it was easy to just churn out like comic books. But when it comes to film, you can't do that. 
it's expensive to make film. So what we're experiencing right now is the shock of a studio that now has the capacity to churn out uh, 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 video content in the same way that they can churn out uh, comic books, basically, or or the the screen equivalent of it. And I think that we are simply we're 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 being in, for lack of a better term, culture shocked by that. This is something new to us. We used to get things uh, gradually. You know, we'd get one every once in a while. Uh, a little bit, a little piece here and there, you know, we'd get a nice movie this year, and then we get a nice movie three, four months later, and then another movie four, five months later, you know, it was kind of paced, and uh, if you followed it that way, it was a nice blend, you know, of like, okay, I'm gonna sit with that movie, and I think that people are just shocked by the idea that maybe they can miss stuff. Maybe it's okay. Miss the pal. Maybe it's okay to miss other like the shows that they don't want to watch. You know, like in the in the past it was like, oh, you can pace it, but now it's like you don't have to. Like if you are not interested in this thing, you don't have to watch it. We're putting out a bunch of this, and I think that they're gonna start putting out in like three years, four years time, they're going to be putting out two or three shows at a time instead of just one. And I think that it's just going to get bigger and bigger. We're simply, we're getting culture shocked by the fact that it used to be slow and now it's coming out like comic books do. Yeah. You know what? I, um... I don't, I don't disagree with that. I, um... Fuck. I'll call alcohol damn i thought i made a really good point but then you had to to go and say alcohol damn it <laughs> no it is a it is a uh, a very good point the reason i said alcohol is i was thinking it through and i'm like just do i actually agree with that or is my alcohol the brain agree with that and no i i, I agree with that i think that's a, a fair point a yeah. fair a, a fair high opinion yeah. as we say here so you know only time will tell on that one, but uh, at the same time, yeah, a lot you know, Marvel's been cranking out shit left and right. So we'll see what happens. They've they've announced like the next three years through uh, 2026 of their quote unquote plans, but those plans are often subject to change. Yeah, but uh, we're supposed to get Blade. We're supposed to get uh, Ant Man Quantum Mania, which is going to you know, really introduce Kang the Conqueror. I'm so excited for that. Just see what they do with Jonathan Majors in that role because he just did a great job in the the end of uh, Loki. Mm-hmm. And then we got mm, so much more just coming. So I, I yeah, just hope. Honestly, I think like, I think in like another year or two, I'm gonna stop watching the stuff I'm just not interested in anymore. Like, I once they start putting out like multiple shows at a time, I will just not be interested. <laughs> I'd like right. to say that, but at the same time, like I just know that you know like that YOLO it. situation. I'll read about it if it seems yeah, interesting. Well, I'll watch it. All right, you do that. I don't like to read, so fuck it. I do. So. so, fuck it. Fuck it. 
But maybe we should in the meantime, fuck it. I think, uh, <laughs> fuck it. Is that, the, is that the note you want to end fuck on? Fuck it and good night. I think you should be a little more cordial to the uh, listeners, Graham. Uh, fuck it and bon oui. That's, How about you tell them where you can find you on social media? If you decide to post. Bon oui is, is good night in French. I, I was more cordial. Um, yeah, it was very cordial. But, you know, Graham does have a Facebook and Instagram. He doesn't like to post there. I don't like But he post. does have one. I do. Um, you can find me at Outrageous Creation, uh, underscore between the outrageous and the creation, uh, on Instagram. Uh, I am still working on my uh, website, mad-musings.com. Uh, it is not as easy to program, folks. It's not as it's not an easy thing. But it's still coming. It'll be out in the next week, probably. And uh, <laughs> So about the middle of October. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> But that'll be coming with your with short stories, shorter stories, uh, which will be accompanied by photos and uh, some uh, personal essays, maybe some video essays, uh, all all the different writings and uh, and uh, yeah, you can just find my literature there. And uh, Corey, what about you? Where can the people find you if they want? Um. <laughs> Nobody wants to. I yeah. But if you they do, if they're so inclined, I can be found on all social medias uh, at R O K E S Y B O Y. That is at Roxy Boy on uh, both uh, Facebook, Instagram, and then if you are uh, interested in my website, I have a long ass URL because I don't pay for my shit. So. Uh, Feel free to DM me or hit me up or check out uh, my Facebook and Instagram. They should have my website available that has all the other bullshit that I'm involved in. So, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Have a good night, folks. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Have a great night. See you next week. Cheers. Cheers.